from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, <clears throat> and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, here where sports meets life. And we are also with you on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT, inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. With all that being said, we are here inside of the first hour of today's broadcast on Wednesday, February 26th, a game day for Syracuse University's men's basketball team on the road at the Pete, going up against longtime rival Pittsburgh. And with that being said, in hour number one, you'll hear from Dale Shackelford and Alan Griffin of the Syracuse Orange men's basketball history. And let's get to Dale first. Dale, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, Dan, just uh, finishing up a little workout in the gym. And, and Dale, you know, you and I were talking off the air about the importance of taking care of one's body. What can you say about, you know, what's kind of made you get into that now and, and, and making sure that, I mean, obviously when you were growing up, you had to train and get ready and get set for everything that was going on in your life. And, and now here you are, you know, and, and, and outside of that, you know, playing the sport anymore and, and whatnot. What's gotten you in the gym and, and out there getting your steps and taking care of yourself? What what invigorated you to do it? Well, what invigorated me was the uh, great relationship I have with uh, Crystal. And, you know, life's too short. You know, I, I played basketball at a competitive level for a long time. And once that was over, I felt that, uh, you know, I didn't need to do anything. But, you know, the health is very important. You know, I want to be as healthy as I can and, you know, try to live a long life. So for you, how how has it been? I mean, what what's the what's the typical Dale Shackelford regiment right now? Well, I mean, we travel a lot, but you know, we always make sure that uh, you know we can get in the gym at least three times a week. I uh, do a little cardio, a little bit of weights, a lot of walking. Try to get my ten thousand steps in on my Fitbit, and a lot of celery juice every morning. Celery juice. How how is celery juice, Mister Shackelford? Celery juice is good. Uh, you know, we've got a juicer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we make sure that we get a nice uh, 32-ounce glass of uh, celery juice every morning. So, I mean, have you had to change the diet at all? Do you have to take something out of it? Or are you still having red meat and whatnot? Is there more fish in there? What's what's the diet like now? Well, I, I mean, I've got to be careful because, uh, you know, uh, health-wise, I've got a little bottle of the gout. So I got to be careful with the red meat and the shellfish. But uh, other than that, you know, we're a lot of uh, salmon, a lot of uh, you know regular type fishes, and uh, we try to eat chicken. You know, we try to eat healthy most of the time. That coming here this morning from Dale Shackelford, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum, here with us this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. Dale, for for you, you know, the team this season. Obviously, there's been ups and downs. There was a slow start to the season as this team was getting to know each other and and find you know find their footing and find their place. Where are they at right now, in your opinion? Have you 
Have you seen leadership? Is there somebody that stands out to you that has has really you know taken this team and and taken the reins of it? Do you do you find a leader on this team at this point in the season? Well, I, I think that um, you know with Merrick Dojay and also uh, Elijah Hughes. I mean, those are your main two guys that are showing a lot of leadership out there. Uh, you know, I, I feel that as the season has progressed, uh, the team has gotten better. It's a point where, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, they are a little inexperienced. Uh, you know, they are uh, putting in a lot of minutes with, you know, their you know top three players. And, you know, this time of year that wears on you, but they're improving. So, uh, and, and saying that, you know, I see Mary Doge and Elijah Hughes being the leaders of this team. And I see, you know, as a whole, everybody's improving. Uh, Jason, uh, Jesse Edwards got in the game the other day and I, I thought, you know, he played well. He didn't hurt the team. Uh, Bryce Goodine, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, he came in, uh, the game the other night and, uh, you know, he doesn't hurt the team. Washington has always been that type of leader player. Uh, even last year when he was sitting out. You know, he showed a lot of leadership uh, on the bench by being that quote-unquote fifth coach on the team where a lot of players tend to listen to other players more during a game situation because they feel that, you know, the coaches, you know, are yelling at them or telling them something that they may be doing wrong as opposed to your teammate telling you to keep doing something and maybe change something to help the team win. You know, and you bring up uh, Marek Dolajai and, and what he's been able to do for this team. I mean, this is a guy who's been somewhat of a utility belt for Syracuse, and they've been able to, you know, lean on him to, to just be one of the people that's going to be physical out there. He's going to attack. You know, I, I said Christoph Anginat never got enough credit for being a guy that didn't really show up on the stat sheet, but he did so much to help the team win. In this case with Marek Dolajai, I mean, he's going after the loose balls. He's trying to not only grab the rebounds, but if he can't, you know, he's tipping it to somebody. He's helping people out wherever he can. But he can score. He does score. He can hit threes. He can hit jump shots. He attacks inside. He doesn't care who's bigger than him. If they're twice the size of him, he'll still go in. What What can you say about, you know, watching him play and the fact that he really does not care? He doesn't make any excuses. When it comes down to it, it doesn't matter to him how big you are, how strong you are, what you bring to the table. He's going to go to the basket when he wants to. And and do you do you kind of do you get that energy? Do you get a sense of who he is when you watch him play? Well, I think he's you know he's he's a very good leader and playmaker on the team, and he takes what is given to him. He doesn't force the issue. Uh, you know, he he sees his opportunities offensively, and he uh, exploits them. But he also has a lot of control of the offense when he's out on the floor because he's constantly communicating verbally with the other players that are out there and uh you know he, he you know takes care of the ball you know he has very few turnovers in games because he's conscious of what he's doing and making sure that the, that the people around him are in the right positions that coming here from dale shackelford this morning on wake up call with dan tortora as we spoke on leadership dale do you do you feel that this team has a center nucleus. I mean, we talk about leadership. You, you spoke of Marek Dolajai and Elijah Hughes. Is there an energy guy? Is there someone that you feel the team turns to? Is is it Dolajai? Is it Hughes? Or is there someone else on the team that you feel like, outside of just pure leadership, is there someone that maybe is that energy boost, that you know, that that ignition for the team 
the you know if there's a stick of dynamite, who's the who's the match on this team, so to speak? Well, I think Merrick Dolgate, uh, you know, he gives you that consistency every game uh, with the hustle and the hard nosed play and everything. You know, I, I you know wish that uh, you know Merrick had another twenty pounds on him because then you know he can hold his own a little bit better within the physical game, but he doesn't shy away from the physical contact anything like that. But I, but I honestly feel that if uh, Barama Sabibe plays well that energizes the other guys because, you know, they're all happy for him and they feel that, hey, we can go through this guy in order to get our shots and in order to have that intensity on our defensive boards. And I think, you know, Promise Sabibe has shown that in a lot of games this year, but it just takes him a little bit longer to get going. And unfortunately for Syracuse, uh, you know, they've been getting in a lot of foul trouble. And... You know, that's been one of my uh, pet peeves all year is that, uh, you know, these guys don't get the benefit of the doubt or the breaks that a lot of other teams get against them uh, in that situation. Speaking here with Dale Shackelford, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum, and, and you, you brought up Rama Sidibe, and if he's doing well, then people can look for their shot through him. How have you seen him progress? Are you seeing, you know, better from him? Are you seeing things that – I don't want to load the question by saying are you seeing – what I'm seeing, so to speak, but what have you seen from Barama Sidibe this season? Well, I've seen that, uh, you know, if he's involved early, uh, you know, Syracuse is a better team. If he can get going on the offensive end, he energizes himself, and I think he puts the opposing defenses in, in trouble because now they can't uh, cheat off of him to double up and uh, overplay uh, the three shooters that we have. Um, also, you know, with him staying out of foul trouble and staying on the court, he doesn't have to listen to Coach Bayheim yell and scream at him that it's the same thing over and over every game. And not that he's intentionally following anybody, but it's just, uh, you know, the, the style of play he is. And, you know, me personally, uh, you know, I have to throw Roosevelt in there, uh, Danny Shays and, uh, Marty Burns are guys that I played with that are very physical. You got to make sure the guy doesn't score the basket. And uh, John Wallace and I talk about that a lot uh, when we watch the Syracuse games. You, know, you can't have these piggy tech fouls, and these guys are getting that one. Uh, you got to put them in a situation where you know they're going to look to the coach and say, "Hey, get me the heck out of here," and, and uh, I need to go to the ER or something. But you know, those are those are the breaks that are happening against them. But I think that if Barama stays in the ball game and he gets a few touches on the offensive end, he's a big spark for this team. Yeah, you know, and, and for Barama, I mean, I think his I, I think his hands have gotten better. I, I think his play underneath the rim when he does get an offensive rebound or they feed him the ball, he's been able to finish a lot better. Ha, have you seen that from him? Have you seen his ability to finish? his ability to maybe attack a little bit more, maybe his hands getting better. Have you gotten a sense for that? Well, I mean, his, his hands has to coordinate with his footwork, and I think sometimes his, his feet get a little uh, tied up and twisted uh, when he's trying to uh, catch the ball and make his moves. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to you know give a, a great shout-out to uh, a past assistant coach, Bernie Fine, who had guys and bigger guys and stuff where he, you know, he ran drills where these guys wore gloves when they 
handled the basketball and, you know, he made sure they had great footwork. He'll tie your shoelaces together so your feet are balanced and stuff so you don't fall over. Uh, you know, he'll make you dribble a basketball with gloves on and shoot the ball with gloves on, rebound with gloves on. So when you do get in the game situation, you've got a better feel and a better control of the ball because the gloves are kind of slippery when you're practicing with them on. And, you know, it helps during the game situation. And also, uh, you know, I spoke with uh, – Dr. Clinton, who is a sports psychologist, and, you know, some of these guys may need to see him because, uh, you know, thinking about it and dreaming about it and then applying it to your game, and when you're there relaxing at home instead of playing the video games, you run those things through your head over and over again. They tend to translate into the game when you're actually in that position. Yeah, you know, and and you see what this team has done this season as far as progressing. I know that some of the games, you know, well, I should say the the one game that really sticks out that hasn't followed the narrative that I'm about to present is the Louisville game where Syracuse lost 90 to 66. But beyond that, to see you know Syracuse losing at the beginning of the season to you know they had a football game against Virginia essentially it just wasn't a good showing 48 to 34. But then you see how they lose against Oklahoma State by 14, and they lose to Penn State by 21. And then you fast forward, they lose to Notre Dame by 1, Virginia Tech by 4, they lose to Clemson by 1, they lose to Duke by 9, and really that came at the end, you know, more or so at the end of the game where it was closer. They lose to NC State by 5, they lose to Florida State by 3. You know, so I mean, we're we're looking at outside of that Louisville game, a team progressed from losing by double digits, losing by twenty plus, to losing by one possession, two possessions, multiple times. This team is one point away, three points away, four points away, five points away from being a team that that has twenty wins right now. What does that say about them? Well, I, I think a lot of it is um, you know you, you've got three guys that are playing a lot of minutes, and you know I've said all year long that. Um, you know, if uh, Braswell was uh, healthy, um, you know, if Edwards had a little more experience, uh, you know, these guys can uh, relieve some of these guys. Also, with uh, Goodine and Washington not getting those opportunities early on, uh, Jalen Carey uh, being injured in that. Um, you got Gary A, who it took him a little time to adjust to the college game, and I think he's playing very well now. Uh, you know, Syracuse has been in every game, and I think down the stretch in the, every one of these games that they've lost, and even the Louisville game, is just the energy and the fatigue factor had set in. And, uh, you know, that's what hurt them down the stretch. And, I, you know, and I say they were in every game, and they had the opportunities to win a lot of those games, but it was just the fatigue factor that uh, kept them from doing that. So, I mean, are we building, when you look at where this team is going and heading toward the future, you know, there's the notion that Elijah Hughes won't be here after this season if he decides to move forward as a redshirt uh, junior he is right now. But outside of that, you know, Buddy Bayheim and Joe Girard and Quincy Garrier and, and Marek Dolajai and Brahma Sidibe and whatnot and, and some of the, you know, pieces that, that are coming in. And, you know, obviously Jesse Edwards having some time under his belt. Uh, Howard Washington looking for him to be here. Uh, John Bojack, who hasn't been able to play all season long and what he could bring to the table. Bryson Goodine getting involved a little bit more. Where is this team building toward, in your opinion, Dale? Well, as, you know, as I said earlier, uh, you know, they're improving all the time. And I think, you know, these guys are getting a lot of experience and a lot of knowledge from, 
the coaching staff and each other and game experience to where it's going to bring them a little more cohesiveness throughout the season. And going into next year, I mean, these guys know what to expect. They know what they need to do. They'll all know what they need to work on in order to improve for the next season and, you know, to get some playing time. So, as I said before, I think they've improved every time out. It's just a, you know, situation of, uh, you know, one play here, one play there, and, uh, you know, taking a break when you're a little bit tired that uh, has hurt them this year. Yeah, you know, and, and we see where, where this team is right now. They have a 15-12 and 12 record. Is there a road for them to make it to the NCAA tournament, Dale? Do you, do you still see a way? Do you still see an avenue that they can get there? Well, it's going to be a tough road, and you know you've, we've seen Syracuse teams in the past that were uh, on the on the bubble, and you know they ran off a string of games. Uh, one season, uh, you know they were were not supposed to be in the tournament at all, and all of a sudden they're in, and you know they go all the way to the Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight, whatever. Uh, you know they have that run in them. It's just uh, a point of uh, you know them taking advantage of those opportunities. Do you do you get a sense that this is a team that could make a run? I mean, it's seemingly with the schedule that they have left. You know, they're they're not going to play a ranked team. They're at Pittsburgh in this game tonight. They're home against North Carolina. Then they're at Boston College and at Miami. So it really seems like they're going to have to make this happen beyond this in the ACC tournament to not only win in the ACC tournament, but to, to get but to get far in the ACC tournament and to beat some ranked teams. And the country is really looking at Duke, Florida State, and Louisville when it comes to the ACC. Beyond that, really not maybe a little bit of a look to Virginia, but but nothing else after that. This is a year where it's very top-heavy in the ACC. So, you know, do you, do you see this team capable of making that run? And, and if they win these next four games and it puts them at 19 and 12, you know, is, is that going to be good enough if they don't get it done in the ACC tournament? Well, Dan, you you know me well enough that uh, you know if if Syracuse lost every game, I still think that they could win a national championship. You know that's just how I feel and love Syracuse uh, basketball. But you know it's it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Uh, you know they've got to put everything out on the floor every game, and you know then you've got to get in with your uh, athletic staff and everybody, and you know let them help you recover and get ready for the next one. It's going to be a tough road for them. But I feel that, you know, you know, if they can run the table on these last four games and, you know, win a few games in the ACC tournament, if not go all the way to the championship game, you know, they have an outside chance of getting into the NCAA tournament. That coming here from Dale Shackelford this morning, Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum. Dale, before I let you go, what has been your, your most exciting memory from this season? I know this has been a season where, People have been very critical of this basketball team. There's a lot of fair weather that went on at the beginning of the season, and then there was some excitement. Yet, here's a game that just happened when Syracuse is home against Georgia Tech, and even the players said, we did not expect the fans to show up like they did. 25,000 people showed up to the game against Georgia Tech, a, a team in Georgia Tech that is typically in the bottom five of the ACC. Yet here's 20,000-plus showing up at the Dome. Bayheim at the beginning of the season said you know, about the fans and needing more energy, and here we are toward the end of the season. The team has 12 losses, and the fans are still showing up. So how have you... 
I guess there's two questions in this, your favorite memory, but then how you've gauged the fans. Let's start with the fans. How have you gauged it? Because I know you go to the Dome a lot. You're at these games. I'm at these games. What's what, What's been your overall sense of a very quiet Dome at times where Beheim's saying, where are you guys at? Come on, let's get up. You know, let's get off our seats. Let's, let's, let's be loud. And then moments against Georgia Tech where the players didn't even expect to have the support that they had, and there's 25,000 people. Well, I'm, I'm uh, very critical of the fans and, and, and that because, you know, I feel that sometimes, uh, you know, Syracuse has uh, fair weather fans. You know, if you're winning, they're there, they're all over you. And then when you're, you know, struggling and losing, uh, you know, they don't want to show up and, you know, they want to criticize the team. But this team has improved all year long. And I think that some fans are finally starting to see that, you know, this is a good exciting entertaining team and you know players are down days are different than they were when we played uh you know we could care less if we had uh you know the nine thousand people in family or we had four uh people on the road but you know the 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 fans were different then because you know you're closer and uh, you had more of a feeling that you were part of the team when we played at Mayland because you were so close together and you know it was it was more of a unity and I think it was I'm going to say it was more of a family atmosphere as opposed to being a dome where everybody's spread out you know with security now you can't get near the players and you know get that type of uh, friendship with them and you know for these guys uh, you know they need that energy from the fans to you know to play hard or to give them the opportunity to play better uh, me personally, uh, you know, I loved road games because I, I knew that, uh, you know, that, that's where we needed a lot of our energy was, you know, when we were away from home and we knew that we would get the support at home. So, you know, with these guys, uh, you know, I feel that, you know, they, they've improved a lot this year and the fans deserve to show them the appreciation for what they've done. And uh, hopefully this weekend with, uh, you know, the retirement of John Walsh's jersey and, uh, you know, our men's and women's uh, alumni reunion and the last home game uh, at the Dome this season that, you know, the fans will come out in full force and, uh, you know, support the team and uh, hopefully cheer them on to a victory. Yeah, coming once again from Syracuse Orange men's basketball alum Dale Shackelford. And, and Dale, like you said, John Wallace's retirement of his jersey finally happening it should have happened a long time ago. I grew up watching him and, and you know, when and watching Cuses in the house, oh my God, and all of that, and, and just enjoying that to the fullest extent of it. So, what what can you say about John Wallace? I know that you've spent some time obviously around him. I, I've gotten to be around him for the last seven, eight years, and I always appreciate it. I appreciate his kids, you know, uh, especially getting to spend some time with Joey and, and be around uh, him as, as he's been playing and whatnot for, you know, for uh, Southern Connecticut State. So what's what can you say about, about John and, and what John's meant to you and, and what this retirement means? Well, I mean, John is, uh, you know, all Syracuse. I mean, he bleeds orange. He loves the Syracuse community. He loves the Syracuse uh, athletic family. Uh, you know, John has done a lot for, uh, you know, Syracuse basketball. And I, I think that, uh, as you said, you know, this is uh, you know, long overdue for his jersey to retire. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a great event this weekend. I'm looking forward to seeing John and, uh, you know, wishing him, uh, you know, all the best from, you know, this point on. And coming from Dale Shackelford. Dale, I'll let you 
get back to your working out and your celery juice and all the good stuff. But as always, uh, I appreciate you taking some time with me here on the show today and and always my best to your family and I'm happy you're getting to travel happy you're taking care of yourself and and uh, and living the good life so I mean it's it's one thing to to you know talk to someone and just catch up with a friend it's another thing to you know really hear in your voice and see that you're doing well so I'm happy for that and I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon thank you Dan all the best to you and your family also